You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning. It is certainly good to be with you wherever you are on this Ascension Sunday. The Ascension stories, both in the Gospel of Luke and in the book of Acts, is a peculiar story of, of Jesus blessing the disciples and then ascending into the sky. It offers confusion. It also offers great joy from the disciples. It also offers a blessing and a calling. So let us hear the word of the Lord. Uh, Our reading today is the Gospel of Luke's record of the ascension. Luke chapter 24, beginning with the 44th verse. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised, so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them as far out as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, He withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my very good friends received a new smoker. He purchased a new smoker. Uh, Now, he had a big green egg, uh, but it just wasn't enough. You know, he he told his wife that, you know, the big green egg only does a couple of racks of ribs. And if we're ever going to entertain, if we're ever going to entertain, uh, I need something that can do like six racks of ribs, a couple of pork butts, and maybe a brisket or two, and hamburgers on the side if we need it. So uh, he treated himself to this brand new smoker uh, and he called me and said, hey, I need someone to help me test out some ribs. Are you available? And so I checked the calendar. Of course I was available. I didn't have to check the calendar. So I went to his house uh, and, and looking, at, looking at this behemoth of, of an instrument was, you see, I have a 19 inch Weber grill. So me seeing this smoker was like me riding a bicycle to the Harley-Davidson dealership. It's just this eye-opening, wonderful experience. And he told me that, because uh, I asked him, because the ribs were just fall off the bone, and I'm getting hungry, uh, I, should, I should stop. Uh, but he kept the fire, in order to do the ribs the way that he did, he kept the fire going for something like 12 hours. Now, and with my 19-inch Weber grill, I can keep the coals hot for about 45 minutes or so. So I'm just in awe of about this. Now, if you're really good at smoking ribs, uh, then hearing all these, you might be laughing at me at just my 
uh, uh, inability to, to fathom what it's like to smoke something for 12 hours. But this isn't a cooking class. It is a sermon illustration, so follow me. My point is that with that smoker, you need both ignition and propellant. You need both the spark as well as the fire to keep the fire going. Curiously, uh, Luke, who's the author of both the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, offers us different stories about Jesus's ascension. It is, it is peculiar. Now, the church in general is more familiar with the book of Acts retelling because in the book of Acts, uh, Jesus is with the disciples for 40 days. And about 10 days after that was the day of Pentecost, which is why in our church calendar, we have Easter, and then 50 days later, we have the celebration of Pentecost. But in the Gospel of Luke, curiously enough, the resurrection and the ascension all happen on the same day. Why is there such a difference between these two accounts, especially if they're written by the same author? What is Luke getting at? At the beginning of Luke chapter 24, the women come to the tomb. They see that the stone had already been rolled away and two men in dazzling clothes tell them that Christ had risen. They went to report this to the disciples, but the disciples thought that this was just an idle tale. So Peter, bless his heart, Peter had to go see for himself that Christ had risen. And then scripture says that on that same day, the resurrected Lord was walking to Emmaus with two other men. They didn't recognize him. They weren't sure that it was him. Only when he broke the bread did they recognize that it was Christ. And then, curiously enough, Jesus disappears from them. And then scripture says that they were talking about their experience and then Later, they went, later that day, they went to the disciples to tell them everything that they had seen. And while they were there telling them, Jesus appears again to them. And they were frightened because they thought, and who could blame them? They thought that they were seeing a ghost. But Jesus said, look at my hands, look at my feet. I am flesh. And then he ate ribs. No, he ate fish in front of them in a way to prove that he was just not an apparition, that he was flesh and bone. The disciples were afraid either because they thought they were seeing a ghost or maybe more honestly, they were thinking about what Jesus might do now that he had returned. Jesus knew that the disciples had deserted him from the cross, that Peter had denied him and now he's back and seemingly more powerful than ever, walking through walls, disappearing, reappearing. What might Jesus do? Which is why it's crucial that Jesus greets them first with the words, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Our scripture lesson today picks up where this story uh, ends, and then it is the conclusion of the gospel in Luke's gospel, the resurrection and the ascension seem to happen on the same day. Jesus is here and then Jesus is there. He is 
physically no longer bound by space and time. He has the power to offer peace instead of retribution. This story is the spark. You need both the ignition and propellant. You need both the spark and the ongoing fire. This story in the Gospel of Luke is the spark. It is resurrection. It's a spark that begins with repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in Jesus' name to all nations, beginning with Jerusalem. They are to begin with Jerusalem, not because Jerusalem is more important than any other city or that Jerusalem has more people in it or is it of higher status than other cities. They have to begin with Jerusalem because it is the city that kills the prophets. It is the city that crucified Jesus. It is ironically the city of peace that sometimes tries to be anything but. Keep in mind, in the Gospel of Luke, the crucifixion had just happened three days ago. Not only does Jesus say, now you have a job to do, you have to preach repentance and offer forgiveness, not take the city by storm, not now is the time for the uprising, now is the time to get the arms together, I'm powerful than ever. No, peace be with you. May you preach repentance, may you offer forgiveness, and it must begin with Jerusalem. It must begin with those who have committed the most terrible thing that you have ever seen, because if you cannot forgive them, then you will find it to be quite difficult to be my disciple. That is the spark. Resurrection calls for repentance and forgiveness, and it's a repentance and forgiveness that leads to joy. As we hear at the end of our text, the disciples left that place and went into Jerusalem. And they went with joy. That's the spark. But it is not the end of the story. In Acts, in the book of Acts, we have a slightly different story about this curious ascension. It goes like this. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs. And here we go. Appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Verse 6, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time that you would restore the kingdom? Of Israel? Do you hear how the disciples, now that Jesus has returned, it's almost as if their blood is boiling to start the insurrection, to start the rebellion. They even ask Jesus, oh, is now the time that you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus tells them, that is not for you to know. But you will be blessed with power, power of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Holy Spirit that convicts us, the Holy Spirit that encourages us to repent, the Holy Spirit that gives us the courage then to forgive. You will be blessed with power, but it is a power that leads 
to reconciliation and joy. Here's the difference. In the first story, it all happens in one day. We don't hear anything from the disciples and they immediately return to Jerusalem with joy. In the second story, we hear that Jesus remained with them for 40 days preaching about the kingdom of God. We hear a dialogue between Jesus and the disciples. We hear how the disciples are wrestling with what it all means. The first story is the spark of resurrection. The second story is the propellant of the church. 40 days is a biblical way of saying a long time. Jesus remained with them for a long time, opening their minds to the scriptures, wrestling with maybe their bozo questions that they ask. 40 years in the Bible, as like the the ancient Israelites journeying 40 years in the wilderness, is a biblical way of saying a really long time. (laughs) The church is where we wrestle. The church is where we dialogue. The church is where we, as the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, where we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God at work in you. The church, in other words, is the long game. (laughs) We have the spark of resurrection, but then we have that 40 days, that 40 years, that 40 generations of working out salvation. And often it isn't easy. We, we wrestle, we debate, we work, we learn, we serve. This pandemic has had many of us wrestling with the very question of what is church anyway? Is it fundamentally a place of safety and sanctuary? Is it a place where we put down our fear and risk? Should we offer online communion or should we fast from communion until we can all gather? Does drive-in worship really count? Is online worship viable? What is the most appropriate time to open or to close a sanctuary? Not to wear out the metaphor, (laughs) but resurrection is the spark. And the church is that constant feeding of the flames, that split log of oak that is added to the fire to keep it going. I'd love to have a clearer picture (laughs) of what what church is today. How often we should put wood on the fire, what kind of wood we should use When will the meal finally be ready? And we can let the fire go out. Is now the time, Jesus, when all answers will be clear? I can hear Jesus saying, it is not for you to know. (laughs) May you only worry about repentance and forgiveness and being filled with great joy. If our work is about repentance and forgiveness and joy, then the long game, the perpetual fire of the Holy Spirit will be enough. Thanks be to God.
Amen. Let us pray. Holy and most merciful God, you who works within us for this long game of the age of the church, whether we watch online or listen over the radio or are in person, physically distant, wearing masks, cleaning our hands, Father, help us to always be mindful that it is about repentance, the courage to forgive, and the audacity to be filled with a great joy. May we be a light to the nations, an example of our care and compassion and our love of neighbor, a sign of our fearlessness and courage, but most importantly, a sign of your resurrected son. So Father, pour out your Holy Spirit on us this day. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ who lives and reigns for you, lives and reigns with you and God. One God, now, and I messed that prayer up. Thank you, Jesus, for being here with us. Amen. <laughs> you know, such a weird day, man. Thank you for tuning in thus far.